The most important skill for business ownership and entrepreneurship is also the most important skill for life. Hi, welcome to another conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I wanted to have a chat with you about a recent trip home that I had from Vancouver, Canada to California. I was speaking at an event and um, on my trip home, I I felt like I saw symbolism after symbolism and sort of analogy after analogy for how life so often mimics entrepreneurship and how there's a specific skill set that separates the people who do and the people who will from the people who won't and sit on the sidelines and watch things happen to them. So I'm going to tell the story and you can tell me whether or not you agree on the other side of it all. So I had an early morning flight out of Vancouver. Um, My flight was scheduled for like 7 a.m. The goal was that I would be home in sunny Long Beach um, by, you know, like one o'clock in the afternoon. And I would, uh, you know, just just be home with my husband and um, the whole weekend would be behind me. I was really looking forward to it. And all was going well for the first you know, hour or so of it. I had coffee with a new friend that I made over the weekend. I was feeling really good about how I had done with my presentation. It was really awesome to see business colleagues and spend a weekend, you know, a weekend talking business strategy and all of that. So I was at the airport grabbing my coffee. And then suddenly I see on the gate that my uh, flight's going to be 45 minutes delayed. And I look and I realize that my transfer uh, flight, my connection flight, is exactly 45 minutes in between the two flights. And so I was recognizing pretty quickly that my connection flight was going to be rather challenging to make. So I go to the gate and I run it by the woman at the gate. And she goes, oh, you're definitely going to want to reschedule your flight. We can get you out of Salt Lake at five o'clock, which, you know, first of all, defeats the whole point of getting up early to be home early and who wants to spend a whole day after a long conference at an airport and we all know that air travel sucks and that this is the cost of air travel and all of the privileges that come with it but if we can at all avoid it it's probably a good thing so the woman asked me if I'd like my flight changed and I said no no please don't change my flight um you know, I'm going to try to get to the airport. I'll try to make the transfer. And if I can't, I'll have a whole five extra hours to be able to do that. And I'll take care of it myself in Salt Lake. So I do the flight. I let the flight lands. I get out of the airport and I'm just going to book it to the gate. Well, the flight information on the uh, um, video screen had already changed. So it directed me to the gate for the five o'clock flight, not the um, 11 o'clock flight. Um, I look up, I get the new information for the 11 o'clock flight, and I go flying through the terminal. I realize that it's in a completely different building, and I have seven minutes until the flight takes off. I have no idea at that point whether or not, like, how long um, before the flight's supposed to take off do the airplane doors shut, but I give it my best go. As I'm flying through the airport, um, they have those moving runways where people don't have to walk the lo- and traverse the long 
different way. They can just get on the runway and it takes them. Um, the rule of these things is supposed to be that you can keep walking with some assistance on the left side and the people who just want to hang back can stay on the right. As I was looking, I saw a bunch of people just moved, you know, sort of firmly planted on this runway with their suitcases and they would be difficult to move around. So I just decide I'm going to book it and I'm just going to run on the ground, no moving runway whatsoever. And I get myself to the other building. And, you know, as luck would have it, as I'm running, it's entirely like glass windows and I can see the plane I'm supposed to be on at the gate I'm supposed to be on, just getting closer and closer to me for motivation. And I make it to the gate. I get to the woman and the door's still open. Um, and I say to her, hey, listen, um, I, you know, I'm supposed to be on this flight. Am I still able to board the plane? And she shows, I show her my ticket and she says, you're not booked on this flight anymore. And I said, oh, I was just at Vancouver. And I tell her the whole story. I just told you I was just at Vancouver. I asked the woman not to change my flight. Is there any way we can change it back? Because I would really like to. And then all of a sudden, as I'm talking, we hear this loud crash. Like a, just a, like something that sounds like it's shattering. We turn behind us, both of us, in this kind of like startled way, and we see this old elderly woman flat out on her back. Her cane has like gone rolling through, um, down like a little ramp because the floor wasn't level. Um, and we just, it's like panic and crisis mode. We both go running to her. Um, and I'm trying to get behind her. At this point, her husband is telling us <laughs> to just let or be like as if I would be like physically humanly like capable of just letting this woman be so I sit next to her um the flight the woman at the gate is working to help get her up as well um and we start to hear because this is how these things go right we start to hear this buzzing sound like this alarm sound because the door is still open to the plane and the plane wants to you know disembark uh, plane wants to like shut itself down and, and be able to fly away and I say to the woman you know, like I, the woman who fell, I say, it's okay, we're going to take care of you. And I said to the woman at the gate, she said, you know, I said, you can go take care of that. I'll, I'll sit with her. And she says, but ma'am, you're going to miss your flight. And I said, well, obviously, this is more important. I can hang back in the airport. Not so, you know, no bother. And she's like, well, with an answer and attitude like that, no way. I'll ask if they can wait. We're still running a little bit early. Um, so we get this woman up and off the ground and we get her to seated at the gate. Um, and she's printing out my new boarding pass. I'm going to, you know, make my flight. And I said to her, I said, what's the procedure for luggage? Because my luggage is going to end up on the five o'clock flight, which is fine. I can even meet it at the airport if I need to. Um, but I just would like to know what to do. And she's like, well, I'll do my best. If you describe the suitcase to me, I'll see if they can get it on your plane. And so then I board the plane. I'm breathing, <laughs> I'm breathing <laughs> rather rapidly after helping the woman flying through the airport and I take the seat and it just starts to occur to me how often if somebody says I'm sorry no that's not possible or I don't think you can do that or you really won't want to do that that's really going to be too hard how many times do we hear no how many times do people lay out an obstacle in front of us and we just choose to believe it and say, oh, you're probably right. You do this every day. You probably know better than me. I'm sure you're right. 
I will just do as you say. How often do we listen to the perceived experts in any situation or any space if we're talking life or business? And do we just say, oh, you don't think I can? You know me pretty well. You must be right. Oh, you don't think I can because you know the situation pretty well. You must be right. And we don't even try. And then if we think about that moving runway, because again, analogy after analogy, lesson after lesson, how many times do we see easy street? We hear six figures in six months, buy this webinar and you will convert your clients at 70% and you will have a fully booked practice in six weeks. How many times do we hear empty promises, things that make it look easier than it's going to be? And we buy into that because we think we can or we think we should. Then if we think about the old woman on the ground, how many times do we abandon or get tempted to abandon who we are and how we move through the world and our values in order to get what we want. It can be really tempting sometimes. As I was thinking about this, grateful to be on the plane, grateful to be heading home, hungry as anything. <laughs> I hadn't eaten breakfast and I had planned on eating at the airport, uh, you know, in the long uh, transition over. Um, I just started thinking that problem solving, the ability to perceive or see an obstacle in front of you and be willing to solve it, to figure it out, to Google an answer, to try even though it might not work. It is an essential skill set in entrepreneurship. And it is a key requirement if we are going to be resilient and mentally tough people moving through the world. We can't hear a single solitary, I don't think you should, and not bother trying. We can't afford to. We can't see easy street and just think we're going to skate across and get exactly what we want. And we can't abandon our values for a momentary success or a small win. I saw it in spades in front of me. And I think sometimes people are afraid to say exactly that. That what separates us from the people who can, from the, and the people who will, to the people who can't, and the people who won't, comes down to a choice and a refusal to figure it out and to problem solve. This event that I'm telling you about was held in Vancouver and it's, it's kind of funny on my end of the <laughs> on my end of the uh conference I hadn't really thought of myself as traveling from California to Canada as um traveling internationally. Like I knew I needed a passport, but the only other time I'd ever done that is when I was traveling into Canada from the East Coast and I just drove in, um you know, showed my po- uh passport out the window and then was just kind of ushered in at the gate. So it didn't really occur to me that it was any big thing. But I do remember very specifically landing in Vancouver, um, uh, you know, at the time of the event and thinking to myself, like, wow, this is legit. I have to go through customs. I have, you know, border security and all of that. And really um, recognizing a little bit that I had underestimated the significance of the trip or the travel or the steps involved. But one of the other things about Vancouver that's a little unique to Vancouver is it doesn't have lift and 
and it doesn't have Uber. Um, and the number of people um, going to the event who were stuck about that, who were unsure as to how to order a cab, who were sort of appalled and <laughs> like a little annoyed and entitled about having to order a cab shocked me. And I remember thinking to myself that people who freak out that there's no Lyft in Uber are going to be the same people who don't have businesses that represent their goals or even businesses to speak of. Because we are constantly, as people, as business owners and entrepreneurs, we're constantly going to have situations put in front of us that we are going to have to figure the F out. We're going to have to problem solve. We're going to have to get ahead of it. We're going to have to be comfortable not knowing. And we're going to have to figure it out. If you're not willing to figure it out, if you're somebody who's going to hear no, and you're going to just calmly, meekly, quietly say, okay, I guess you're right, without testing the theory, I promise you that's going to bite you in the butt. It's never going to get you where you want to be. An essential skill for successful, fulfilling entrepreneurship and business ownership is always going to be and remain an ability and a willingness to problem solve. That doesn't mean having the answers. That doesn't even mean knowing how to implement the answers. What it does mean is having the vulnerability to ask for help, to try, and to not know. Beginning, middle, and end. If you are not willing to sit in not knowing, if you are not willing to engage your problem-solving skills, to tune into capability, and to figure it that F out, you're not going to be where you want to be in life or in your business. Because that's what real personal development is. Not knowing, but being willing to figure it out. Thanks for chatting with me today. I hope there's value in this conversation for you. You can tell me if it's too pie in the sky or if I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts or if you have a question about your life or business or how to apply what I'm talking about to a situation you're dealing with, you can always find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.